Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the Femi Pod for our last episode of 2022. I am here as always with my beautiful best friend and co-founder Esther and we are so excited to spend this time with you, our wonderful listeners, to celebrate the year that has been for females in sport and exercise. But firstly, we want to say thank you. Thank you for all of your support you've given to us this year, all of the community who have run with us at Femi events, all of the athletes who have run under our coaching guidance, all of you who tune in each week. This year has been a big one for us at Femi and more than anything, we couldn't be more proud of our team. All of you who have joined our mission of creating a more equitable sporting arena for women and to empower those females around you and yourself by learning more about your body. Without your energy on this journey, we don't know where we would be. So thank you. Today, we want to celebrate all the wins women have seen in 2022 and some of our proudest Femi moments from the year. But before we do so, we thought it would be cool to give you a taste of what 2023 has in store for us and our community. Let's start with running goals. What have you got your eyes on in 2023 and what are your goals for running? Yeah, well, it's really hard to talk about goals at the moment because I actually don't feel great. Training hasn't been going very well and my body's not in a good place at the moment. So it's hard to imagine chasing some goals um, and some pretty ambitious goals at that for 2023. But I do still plan on running my first ultra marathon in February, which isn't that far away. I'm planning on heading over to New Zealand and running the Tarawera Ultra 50k uh, in the middle of Feb. So I'm really excited about that. I am kind of nervous considering training isn't good at the moment, but I um, am confident that my base will be able to get me through 50Ks. Uh, so that'll be kind of be my, my first big goal for the year. And then I still really want to chase down Chicago Marathon as kind of my highlight race of 2023. It's one that I set my eyes on this year and actually got entry and was kind of on a journey towards racing that race. And then things kind of got put on hold uh, because we had so many pressures in other areas of our lives. So uh, Chicago is definitely one of the ones I want to hone in on and, and get to the start line and the finish line of 2023. So between those two, I guess, longer, big races, I definitely want to get on the road and race some more shorter 5Ks and 10Ks and even a few half marathons. But yeah, it is kind of hard to... <laughs> put my head in the right place at the moment considering how terrible I feel in terms of energy I I've struggled over the last couple of I was going to say uh weeks but I'd say last couple of months if not longer um with low iron and just trying to sort that out and get some energy back but I'm looking forward to a holiday that's for sure what about you yes what are what are your big goals for 2023 yeah I feel sorry for you Liz I think me and you have both had a bit of a cruddy year in terms of running and actually achieving the things we want to achieve but I know 2023 will be better especially after a holiday so I obviously am messaging you all the time and hoping that you're okay but it's hard when your body won't play ball to actually have goals because it's really hard to stay motivated through just feeling like crap all the time so I totally relate to you I think 2022 has probably been the hardest year for me in the history of my life I think in terms of running and then in terms of you know, actually going through tough times as well. And also just being so busy with work. So yeah, my goals this year coming are, I really want to run the Auckland Waterfront half. 
So I want to do the awkward water front half and I want to try and get back down to like 80 minutes or under. I think Kerry Kerry was cool. I just felt so unfit and I was sick the whole week and a half before. And it's just, yeah, I just feel like it's constant battles at the moment. So I gave blood, I think maybe two or three weeks ago. And I've just felt absolutely horrendous since giving blood. And then before that, I was sick for a week and a half and then couldn't walk after the carry carry half because there's some meaty downhills in that run and my quads are absolutely rolled. So, yeah, I just feel like it's constant pushbacks. But, yeah, that one is a big goal of mine. I want to do I want to do the Tarawera 21. But I was looking today at the map and I had a little bit of a, uh, a scary moment because I remember last time I ran around the Blue Lake, I rolled, absolutely rolled my left ankle and I couldn't run for four weeks. You were actually there, Lids. Um, I, oh, no, it wasn't four weeks, but it was a while and my ankle was really swollen and really bad. But then that led to me having ITB issues in my hip. And so I realized that that course goes that way today. So I was a little bit nervous, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it anyway, face my fears and just strap up my ankles and hope for the best because I really would love to do more trail running I just am a bit concerned about my ankles especially my right one it constantly gives me grief and there's actually like uh cartilage growing into the ligament because of all the rolls that I've done so it's actually it's not just like something you can rehab and it gets better it is actually properly munted so it makes me a little bit scared <laughs> but I'm gonna do it anyway so I focus on that and then I was thinking of training and trying to do a marathon and it is definitely something that I want to do, but I don't know if it's 2023 thing yet. I just feel like the battles of the last year, it's quite hard to commit maybe to something like that yet. So I'll see how I go through this half and then maybe do a, do a marathon. But yeah, those kind of my goals. Sorry, that was really long-winded. Pity story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do feel for you because trail running is so fun, but um, if your body, you know, isn't in a state to get on the really unstable ground, then it's maybe not the wisest thing to do, but um, and maybe some really like good ankle braces will help for sure. Yeah. Byron, my partner was like, strap, just strap them up, like strap them up really tightly uh, so they don't go over, which I probably will do. <laughs> I'll just tell you a funny story. I actually went for a trail run um, on Saturday and I haven't been out in the trails for a while and I was really excited to go out and do like a 60 minute to two hour, like nice, relaxing, leisurely trail run. And um, anyway, I really um, underestimated the loop that I was doing in terms of time. My watch ran out of battery and I ended up being out there for four and a half hours. And it was so hard. And uh, yeah, I was absolutely cooked at the end of that, especially considering the fact that I'm not in a great state in terms of energy right now. So that was kind of silly, but uh, you live and you learn Well, you hope you do anyway. Your body is probably like, Lydia, is this the time for you to be going for a four hour run? But it wasn't your fault. You know, you didn't, you didn't think it was going to be that long. At least I probably you, should yeah, have you made it. it. <laughs> yeah, probably. I love that though. You just like whatever. I'm gonna go run this thing and see yeah. how see how I go. <laughs> well, 2023 is gonna be very fun. Uh I think we've had a huge year this year. There's been a lot going on in terms of, you know, life commitments and stresses. And then with uh Femi and then with our own health and training, the year has been a bit of a whirlwind, but it's exciting to think about the fact we get to have a holiday for the next few weeks which is awesome um but then we actually get to come back into you know work and training really refreshed and new eyes new minds and hit the hit the year running hit the ground running um really excited for it so I guess 
in terms of FEMI, we have some pretty ambitious goals for you all and for the community in 2023 as well. And I think definitely one of my highlights at FEMI has been just watching the community grow over the last year and not in terms of just numbers, but it's in terms of connection to each other as well, like that connection through friendships and people finding people that they can relate to and tell stories to and I think be vulnerable with, like that is definitely a huge part of why I love doing what we get to do every day is is see that people, you know, working with other people that they can really relate to and, and be on this mission together. So I think for us next year, it is all about just continuing to to grow the community and to create more impact through connections between females. I think it's really exciting to think about where we could be in another 12 months with you all. And I think there's a, there's a few different ways we're going to do that. And the biggest and probably the most exciting movement that we're creating at the moment is, is digital and how we can bring every body together and on a digital platform where you can all connect with each other and all support each other through this crazy journey of life um, and relate it all back to your exercise and movement and running in particular. So we're so excited to be working in the background and building this incredible platform with an amazing team we have spread across Australia and New Zealand. And we can't wait to kind of share that with you, hopefully in the next few months, which is really exciting, um, at least the first stages of it anyway. Woohoo. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's been a lot of work in the background. It'll be so cool for it to actually come out into the world and, and be live for everyone to use and connect with other women. Yeah, I think that's obviously a yeah, massive goal is to get that off the ground. And I think just growing that into further parts of the world is a real big goal of ours as well. So I think Femi is a really Australian, New Zealand predominantly company at the moment and who we speak to and a lot of our community. But I, it would just be so cool to start hitting different countries all over the world uh, to really get the message out there of of empowering women through knowledge about their body and creating connections through friendship. So we want to reach all ends of the earth, hopefully in 2023, but that might be a little bit into 2024 as well. Yeah, so that's a really big goal. And then just continue, I think, you know, some of our like North Stars and things that we continually go for is just uh, obviously changing the game for gender inequality, but we do that through the act of sport and then Keeping young girls in sport is obviously a massive one for Femi as well. It's one of our biggest goals. And, you know, we created Femi Theory because we think there's this massive lack of education. And that's part of the reason that these young girls are dropping out of sport. So everything we do is for these North Stars that we are constantly striving for and to make make uh, the world a better place through the things that we're doing at Femi. So, yeah, just continuing to try and reach those goals through all of the actions that we take day to day but yeah excited to get the app out there into the world it's going to be a very cool day yes definitely we're hyper aware when we have these conversations with you all each week we do try to make them quite impactful and quite powerful and try to I guess like call out the wrongs that are in the world based around females and I think it can come across as kind of negative at times because there is, you know, a lot of bad news around females and particularly females in sport um so we thought this episode being the last episode of the year, we could really celebrate the progress that has happened over the last 12 months or so uh, for females in sport and the progress that's continuing to happen and and get excited for this change that is coming. I mean, it started, but I think there's so much more that can happen and um, it's exciting to see that kind of this snowball is starting to roll, which is exciting. So 
I guess the first one we want to celebrate is the improvement in media, um, in particular for women in sport and the coverage that we're getting. Um, so the first one we wanted to chat through was how TV audiences for women's sport has doubled from 2021 to 2022. And that comes from a research called the Women's Sports Trust. Um, football it was responsible for 72% of women's sports audience between that specified period. So between 2021 and 2022, women's sports audiences have doubled on TV, which is insane and, and so exciting. And Football was responsible for majority of that, but you know, if football is going to lead the way for women in sport, then so be it. Like we should definitely get behind that and celebrate it. And I think it gets us all pretty amped for the World Cup in 2023 and to see some of those powerful female footballers out on the world stage and for the entire world to be paying attention through media channels like TV. Definitely. Yeah, I can't wait for can't wait for the World Cup next year. It's gonna be so cool between Aussie and New Zealand. The last few years, as you say, it's doubled last year and next year it will probably go again. And it's just going to be like a big highlight of all of this progress that's been made. It's just going to be massive. I'm so, so excited. It gets to be in our hometowns, which is really exciting. Uh, Another really really cool one is two thirds. So 66% of Australians have tuned in to watch women's sport on TV, while 69% have watched more since the start of the pandemic. So, you know, you're getting up to close to 100% of Australians when it's two-thirds have actually tuned in to watch women's sport, which I think is a stat that you wouldn't have seen, you know, ever in our lifetime, uh, which is really, really exciting. And then a full 72% of men are tuning into women's sport. So two-thirds of all viewers across AFLW, NRLW, and the WBBL are men. So really, really cool that we have male allies that also realize that women's sport is actually really, really cool. And they want to watch and be involved because I think there's that whole stupid saying that people say, like, women's sport's just not as exciting. It's not as cool. But these numbers prove it wrong. And I think, yeah, women's sport, like when I watched the Black Ferns play in the rugby final and I've heard so many people talk about it, that it's almost got this sense of innocence to it. And they just play so hard because I believe that women are like, holy crap, like finally we have this uh, platform to play sport that we've wanted our whole lives. Like now's our chance, like let's just nail it. And I think there's this sense of like freedom and pride that comes through when they're playing. And I definitely saw that in the Black Ferns. Like they were just all smiling the entire time. And they were the underdogs against the the English team and they beat them. And that was, I reckon that was because of pure joy and excitement and like, Obviously, it was in New Zealand too, which probably helped <laughs> having your hometown cheering you on. But yeah, I think there's a different, like it's a, we're playing differently to men because we finally have this space to to excel and being on a global stage and being seen and, and getting sponsorship and, and uh, the fans that they finally deserve is really cool. Uh, but sponsorship's grown a lot as well. Um, I'll check it back to you, Lids, and you can... Yeah, so um, sponsorship off the back of, I guess, the media attention and female athletes getting more attention in general. I mean, we can even talk about social media and we have talked about like how powerful social media is and how much it's helped these women, female athletes create a voice for themselves. And and now sponsorship is increasing. So women's sports sponsorship has increased by 20% in 2022. And that's according to a study by sponsorship data and advertising services firm Sponsor United. So 20% doesn't seem like a lot, but, um, you know, it is progress and we are getting there. And if we can continue to make progress for female athletes to get paid um, and 
eventually get paid just as much as male athletes, that would be, you know, the end goal. So it's exciting to see some huge progress is being made there. Definitely. And I, I remember reading in the fan project that you talked about that time, Lids, recently we talked about uh, women's, women media and sport, that the brands that are aligning to women's sport that their revenue and sales goes up massively. I can't remember the exact number, but there's like a graph on the fan project and it shows how much it goes up in sales because of aligning to uh, women's sports brands. So we've said it a million times, do it now or get left behind. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just cool. It's so exciting to see there's just so much more opportunity coming up. And we know that number in America where young boys get, I think 1.3 million more opportunities in sport per year that's just going to be going down and down not that we want the opportunities to dwindle but we want women's to come up I mean the the difference is going down and down not not men's opportunities as well but women's opportunity is going up which is really cool I think another one we saw and you know I touched on it before with the black ferns is the attendance of major sporting events and even with the with the black ferns versus the yeah the red roses the British team Yes, they sold out Eden Park, which is just, it's the biggest uh, stadium in New Zealand for sport. And they sold it out, which is just so cool to see. And then the 2020 Women's World Cup, they saw attendance records tumble with the final played at the MCG in front of 86,174 fans, which just gives me shivers. It's so cool. So exciting. It is so cool. I I feel like that's kind of an old statistic, but it's exciting to think about those numbers that are going to be absolutely crushed next year at the World Cup and, you know, forever more, more and more people are going to be continuing to watch female sports in all arenas for all sports. So can't wait to see more people attending games and getting hyped about females uh, in the sporting environment just as much as they get hyped for men. The next really exciting progression that we have made this year is around uniforms and uniforms for females in sport is a big conversation in itself and we could do a whole podcast on this but we from the market research that we have done and you know speaking to a lot of young girls understanding why they are dropping out of sport at such a young age a big part of it is about what they have to wear and not having the uh, options to select what they feel comfortable in and for sports such as you know tennis and and cricket where they have to wear white especially around their periods if they are bleeding like that is probably not a color that they want to be wearing um, or that they feel comfortable in so more awareness around the insecurities in sports uniforms and change is happening such as the AFL getting rid of white shorts due to the anxieties around menstruation which is a huge step forwards like it seems like such a no-brainer and something we should have done a long time ago and it's crazy that it hasn't happened to date but now now we are making these changes and girls in particular but even women who are menstruating and don't feel comfortable wearing white will now have an um, opportunity to select a different color that they actually feel comfortable in um, which is awesome yeah it's awesome and I I think I remember seeing that the Wimbledon has relaxed its all-white clothing rule as well so women are now allowed to wear dark undershorts or under, I guess, yeah, under skirts if they're wearing a skirt, which again really helps. You can wear, um, you know, period undies underneath and and not have to worry that it's all white. And if you, again, if you're bleeding and on your period, it can be pretty daunting and something that you really don't want your mind to be consumed with caring about that when you're performing at such a high level. You want to be out there feeling confident in what you're wearing and not having to worry about something coming through your shorts and, and, you know, 
making you feel uncomfortable. So really, really exciting. I think I think in the next year we're going to see a lot of change in like the types of uniforms supplied to teams as well. I know in running, like you think about track athletics and you think about what girls often wear with the knickers and like the running undies and the tiny crop tops. Like if you didn't feel that confident and that was one of your only options, it's, it's pretty daunting. And I think a lot of young girls would just rather just not, not even compete and have to care about that. So just sports, hopefully bringing out more and more options and creating, I guess, a space for women to choose what makes them feel the most confident rather than having this like ideal uniform um, or dress code. I know volleyball is a really big one as well. And what they wear is, you know, quite revealing and, if you again, if you're not feeling confident, uh, it's a tough thing. Or if you feel more confident being covered up, then that's a huge part. And women need to feel confident. Otherwise, you're just not going to want to play anymore, especially young girls with changing bodies. You need that space to be able to potentially wear something different while you are getting used to this body change and, and you know, accepting yourself as you go through those changes. But yeah, pretty tough to have to wear something that revealing if you're not. <laughs> Not Especially as young girls who like shouldn't really be performing at their peak as a teenager anyway. Like I understand sometimes when the uniform has to be streamlined and tight to allow performance, you know, to be at its optimum. But for young girls who should just be going out there and actually just having fun and enjoying their sport, they shouldn't be forced to have to wear a particular thing, especially a crop top and tiny running undies if um if that's just to align to their school or their club. So awesome that change is happening but yeah like you said in another 12 months it'll be exciting to see kind of like what other sports teams or sportswear companies have come out with to make girls feel comfortable and welcome in every sport Mm -hmm. yeah love it I think when I I think we touched on it but remember I've struggled a lot with crop tops and um when I went to a race I got given the wrong uniform and I absolutely freaked out touched on it on the podcast before but yeah, I was just like, I would rather not race than wear that crop top. So if women are feeling like that and getting put into uniforms and being forced to wear them, it's just, yeah, it's not going to help their mental state before competing at a high level. Um, I think another one that's really important and something that we we focus a lot on at FEMI is like the lack of research into woman, into the woman's space. And I think this is probably one of the most exciting changing spaces at the moment. We're seeing so much growth in who's actually going into studying women's health. And I know so many uh, women who have reached out to us and be like, oh, I'm doing this and that. Um, I'm currently studying this, which is looking into different uh, aspects of women's health, a lot of it to do with sport, but then a lot of it just to do with women's health in general, which is really cool. And even, you know, our strength coach, Bex Atwell, has just uh, sent in her master's thesis to work in women's, uh, women's performance health which is really exciting. So the, the space is changing. We get people reach out to us uh, about working with our athletes because obviously we have a big group of, not all of them are menstruating, but a lot of them are naturally menstruating athletes. And we get people reaching out to us all the time with different studies that they're doing and wanting to use the community of FEMI. So we're lucky to have that uh, option as well too. And, and the thing is with FEMI, I think everyone's also on this mission with us so if someone's trying to do research in the space, they get so many hands coming up saying, pick me because everyone wants to be involved in making the change together, which is, is really cool. It's exciting. Mm, it is so cool. And I think I look at the last like five or 10 years 
and the fact that there was has been such little research on female athletes, but there's so many athletes now coming through and going into careers and, you know, going through sports science studies. And um, and because of that awareness of the lack of education, that these athletes are now like the ones who are driving this movement. So, you know, in our own circles, as you said, as we know so many people who are studying female athletes and it's so awesome. Um, and I don't know if it's just because like we're so close to it that we're so aware of it, but there's nothing online that's like specific around this increase in female sports research studies. But we we know that that is, is changing and there's so much attention being paid to female athletes now. And it's not that female athletes are in the too hard basket anymore, which they never should have been. Um, and that we can actually take the menstrual cycle into account when we do research into female athletes. So uh, it's really cool to see. And, and we thank all of those researchers out there that are doing the work for us and spending this time into understanding female physiology and psychology better, because without you, we couldn't be doing our jobs. Female athletes wouldn't be able to be progressing the way that they are, um, you know, and even performance wouldn't be improving the way that it is. So we are very, very grateful for all of you research, researchers out there. And um, we can't wait to see some, more of that research come to light in the next year. So on that, with all of the progress that is being made for female athletes around the world, we wanted to touch on some FEMI growth that we've seen over the last 12 months as well. And um, as we said at the start of this podcast, we're so grateful for all of you. We couldn't be doing it without all of you. We appreciate everyone, whether you are just a weekly listener or you come to our Femi Run community runs or you are one of our athletes or you're an onlooker and you're watching us on Instagram and paying attention to what we're doing. We appreciate all of you. So thank you again. Uh, our podcast growth this year has been amazing. We're so grateful for you guys listening in this year. The Femi podcast has had amazing traction um, and grows month on month. So our monthly listenership has almost doubled from January through to December, uh, which is insane. And by the end of the year, we're projected to reach over 50,000 of you. So honestly, we're blown away by those numbers. We probably, well, definitely didn't expect it when we started the podcast that we would have so many of you listening in each week. So thank you. And um, we're hoping that this is just one of the channels we can use to drive change for females. This isn't about us. We we try not to make the podcast too much about our own stories and try to get some really either um, insightful educational people on so we can all learn together. But um, yeah, we, we're grateful for you and thank you always for listening. Yeah, the 50,000 number is insane. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think it's just growing organically because more people that listen, they realize and resonate with this problem. Uh, that's been around for a long time but there hasn't been enough focus on it so yeah we appreciate everyone listening thank you all so much for yeah, tuning in tuning in when you do uh another really cool bit of femi growth which is exciting is our community runs have grown from two to six so we have grown yeah from so melbourne and sydney were the first two and then we've grown into auckland christchurch wellington and dunedin so probably need to get a couple more Aussie ones up there hey? I think four four to two at the moment to the Kiwis but yeah it's just been so cool to see and those groups have become extremely close I've seen we see them all having Christmas parties together going on trips together and you know I know some of these girls have made best friends and, and friendships for life through this group which we're so grateful that that is something that's come out of the Femi community we we obviously wanted Femi community to be welcoming uh, inclusive and like a, a really cool supportive group and I think 
it's it's testament to that that so many real life friendships have grown from this uh, community so we're really really lucky uh in that space and I think another really cool piece of growth as well is just the growth in our in our coaching and in our athletes as well where I think we had do we have six coaches at the start of the start of the year and now we're at 11 and we're looking to expand more as well so lots of growth uh heaps more Femi athletes who are coaching under the Femi Femi coaching but then also the community just growing naturally all over Aussie and New Zealand hopefully one day soon we'll be somewhere else apart from Australia and New Zealand somewhere globally (laughs) so cool and yeah on the the like community rounds the highlight of me heading down to Melbourne whenever I go down is attending the Femi Run community in Melbourne like it it is such a special community and uh everyone there is just so they're so beautiful the energy is so amazing everyone is so welcoming kind to each other and I can't believe that uh, <laughs> we have all these insane amazing strong women that come together each week to represent Femi so thanks again and then on our team like obviously over the last probably six months or so we've been on a pretty big trajectory in terms of the business and um, we got into Startmate so if you haven't listened to that podcast I don't know which one it is but I would recommend getting back and listening to um, our Startmate journey and uh, getting into the accelerator program as a startup and getting funding and um, support to continue to grow the company and over the last few months we've hired two full-timers actually looking at our third part-timer who's coming on in January who's actually come from our community so again so lucky to have such a strong community that people actually want to work for us um, and we are looking at expanding out the team as well so yeah, it's it's been a crazy journey just seeing the company grow. And this year has just been a massive one for all of us. And I think uh, going into 2023, I think we're going to reap a lot of reward from the hard work that we put in this year and, and see the community grow even more and have even more of you beautiful, wonderful humans be part of this journey with us. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think it's so cool that we're so lucky that the people that we've coached quite often end up coming and working with us because they, I guess, see how it's changed their life in a, in a positive way and they want to be part of something like that uh, in a workspace as well. So if you are interested in working for Femi, we do have a form on our website uh, which you can input your skill set and what you're interested in working in. Uh, obviously, we are a startup, so we're sort of hitting all the things that we really need initially to make sure that we can get the things that we want to do off the ground uh, in the future. We obviously hope to expand a lot more. Yeah, but if you are interested in working with Femi, chuck in um, your details and your skills because we do look through it when we're looking for roles uh, specific to potentially what your the skills that you've got so yeah hit us up if you're interested because it means a lot to hear from you first of all but then there's also the potential in the future uh, for us all to work together which is exciting definitely and we are about to go on holiday so we are taking two to three weeks off work completely we will take three to four weeks off the podcast and we'll be back mid-January in your ears but what have you got planned for your holidays Est? Byron and I are going to travel around with a little caravan attached to our uh, ute which will be really cool I just I'm really hoping that the weather plays ball because it's just been absolutely depressing (laughs) in New Zealand it's just rains all the time so fingers crossed uh we'll make the most of it if not but it is obviously tough living out of a little tiny little 
place if it's raining all the time and everything's getting wet. But yeah, that sounds really negative. I'm really, really excited. Um, <laughs> I'm just over the rain. It's like, what's that like seasonal depressions, like a real thing. And I'm finding it quite difficult at the moment with the rain. It is quite hard. Uh, yeah, the rain is just no fun. So hopefully that goes away. But yeah, I'm really excited to just chill and take some time off working and yeah, just recoup. I feel like I'm just going to run. I've also decided uh, recently because I've just been struggling so much and I'm kind of one of those people that probably overthinks and Lids has helped me a bit with it sometimes, but I am going to just stop running with my watch. So I've gotten rid of it for the last few days and I think I'll just run to feel and run for however long I feel like running and then just enjoy it because I feel like at the moment it's just becoming yeah you just I'm just looking at myself when I was fitter and comparing and it's just it's just rough and it's not good for my mental side and I just want to enjoy running and not put pressure on myself so just running to feel and enjoy it and have fun oh and I'm also going to R&B which will be a blast from the past I (laughs) one of my friends boyfriends is playing there on the 30th so go have fun there, which will be hilarious. Um, see all the young is, youngins there. What are you up to, Liz? What are your plans? Um, yeah, sh- shout out to Hotel Tropic. They are playing at R&B. Our friend's boyfriend yeah. is in the band and it's amazing. Really good music. Um, I am so excited to take a break. Yeah, so I'm spending most of the time in Noosa just hanging out at the beach, but we are me and my fiance James are heading up to Keppel Island, which is about eight hours north of Noosa. And it's this incredible paradise island. So if you're on your phone, just Google Keppel Island and have a look at the photos because it is insane. Um, so we're excited to go out there for a couple of days next week. And then I'll just be relaxing. Yeah. I think I just need to almost do nothing for as long as I can um, and just yeah, refresh the brain. I feel like my brain cells are dead at the moment. I have very little energy. I actually have no desire to run at the moment. So I'm not forcing that. I'm just, this morning I woke up and walked down to the beach and um, got a matcha latte on the beach. And that was really relaxing. So probably a few more mornings like that. Uh, But yeah, just chilling. I am I am sad that I can't come back to New Zealand and see you and my family, but um flights are crazy expensive at the moment so I'm just going to put that one on hold for a while and and look to come back for Tarawera Ultra in February but yeah uh, a holiday is going to be so good. I feel like you need to stop traveling anyway I think coming back to New Zealand would be stressful for you you've literally been in a plane for about two-thirds of the year this year (laughs) you need to have a break and I feel like you also just dropped for the first time that you and James are engaged so everyone listening yes very cool um i'm so subtle about it but um yes we got engaged so we're going to be getting married next year also it's going to make 2023 amazing can't wait wow thank you so much everybody uh we can't explain how grateful we are for all of you but uh we're really really excited to come back refreshed in 2023 if you do want to get in touch with us you can head to instagram at femi.co and message us there or head to our website femi.co and you can send us a message through the website but um have an incredible break everybody enjoy hopefully some sunshine uh christmas day and new year's and uh let's hit 2023 all together happy holidays everyone we love you 